You ready? I'm Lisa. And I'm Kelly. And this is Bad at Boundaries, the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries, healing, and growing into the people we want to be. Get ready to laugh, sigh, and draw the line with us. Super easy first take. Also, you know what I realized? What? This episode marks over halfway through season two. Isn't that, that seems weird? incredible to me. <laughs> it seems incredible that, A, we even have a podcast. Like, I still have not fully gotten over that yet. And then, B, that we're halfway through season two. Shocking. Also, I have to say I'm really disappointed because the way things are tracking out, we'll be taking October off. And I was so excited to do, like, a month of spooky stuff and, like, spooky stories. So we'll have to figure out what we're going to do. We could do out-of-season episodes. Okay, hold on. This looks weird. Okay, is it working better now? Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Maybe we just weren't projecting as much as usual. We were so loud in the last episode because we were screaming about the Barbie movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I feel like that spoiled us. Yeah, this looks more normal now. This looks friendlier to everyone's ears. Okay, so for this week's episode, I edited it for once, and we had a whole section that I couldn't even save. I had to just entirely cut out because we both leaned forward to laugh, Yeah, and we just laughed directly into the microphone. So You know what? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to express joy in the most authentic form. And when you're talking about Barbie and Taylor Swift, I mean... And speaking of joy... Oh my god, Kelly! I'm going to the Ares tour. Ah, I'm so... Which brings us to this week's topic. Jealousy. Jealousy. (laughs) So, first and foremost, I have to say, and I've said it a million times, but I am making up for some slight bad behavior on my front, which... congratulations (laughs) congratulations <laughs> I'm so happy you're going to the eras tour which you said to me like at least four times today. I know because I feel so bad for kind of my initial reaction which you like weren't there you so Kelly texted me this afternoon to say like guess what I'm going to the eras tour and keep in mind this is after like I got waitlisted yeah the th- two other friends that I would have gone with also waitlisted. Yeah. I do not know a single person <laughs> firsthand that actually got a code, except for my friend's mom, Yeah, who she gets to try on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then to, today, I get a text from my friend whose book club got tickets. Oh, my God. Only need three, but got four, <laughs> and I get to go. Uh, I'm like... I am really happy for you. Like, I didn't even try. Because you were like, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. Like, do you want to go in on it? And I was just like, listen, the odds are super slim. Also, all her Canadian shows are in Toronto. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, with my travel budget, that just, it doesn't work right now. Yeah. And I feel like you just have to buy whatever tickets you can. So, Mm -hmm. as much as you can set a budget. Yeah. Uh, everyone I talked to was like, ooh, like the 100 or 200 bowl would be great. Like yeah. my budget is like three to 400. With the service fees, mm. the 100 bowl was $500 That's each. Fucking and insane. And then we're in the fight, we're in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Um, but tickets were $169 with, with like everything included. Yeah. Which is 13 squared. I'm taking that to be a good thing. I think that's a sign. That's definitely a sign. I'm really happy for you. I'm like, I'm so excited because I texted you 
I think our exact conversation was, Kelly, I'm so jealous. I'm also very happy for you, but I'm so fucking jealous. And how this played out on my end is like, you just were very excited, whatever. And my first reaction was I was sitting at the dining room table editing the podcast or like doing something for the podcast. And then uh, I saw your text and I literally screamed out, are you fucking kidding me? I'm so fucking mad right now. Yeah, but I did that on purpose because I... Everyone that I knew was interested or trying. Yeah. Or even the people that, like, just knew they were yeah. not going to do it for this <laughs> time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted everyone. So I haven't posted about it or anything yet because yeah. I was like, uh, like, I there's just some things that mm-hmm. people, like, people have their hopes up. Some people, like, pre-sale's not done this week. Yeah. The Avion sale is still going on next week. So, yeah. But then that also had me thinking back to the idea of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Being hesitant to share news is something that I think I need to examine more carefully. I think like, so, In too. my life and in the relationships around me. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's not going to be excited for you, I think that's tough. But yeah. also, like, emotions and feelings are complex. So you can mm-hmm. be, like, happy, free, confused, and lonely at the <laughs> at same, same time. time. <laughs> yeah. It's miserable and magical. Oh, my God. Um, but I think a lot of jealousy comes down to intent so like jealousy itself isn't a bad emotion Mm -hmm. but it's a different story when it's coming from like a place of like competition yeah versus like being able to be jealous Mm -hmm. because you're you're sad that you don't get to do something and yeah. still be excited for the other person. And that's, like, literally exactly what I felt. So I, like, yelled out, I'm so fucking mad right now. <laughs> like, are you kidding? And, like, John comes out and he's thinking, like, something's happened with the podcast, like, something really bad. And he's like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, Kelly got Era's tickets. And he, like, Taylor Swift means next to nothing to him. So he's like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, I know, it's amazing. And he was like, why are you mad? And I was like, I actually stopped for a moment. I was like, I'm not actually mad. Like, please do not ever assume that I'm mad at you because you get to have this amazing (laughs) experience. And I think you should be able to share it. And like you say, the people who are going to be jealous about it, like, doesn't make them a bad person, doesn't make them a bad friend. But you definitely, when you experience this feeling of jealousy, you have to stop and actually, like, label it for what it is. So for me, I first labeled it as being mad. And I was like, why would I say I'm mad about, like, one of my best friends getting to go and do something awesome? And I realized the thing that made me mad is it wasn't going to be me there with you. Like, I don't get to go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Lisa, you didn't, like, sign up for pre-sale. You didn't try to get tickets. Why are you mad that your friend gets to go? And realistically, like... I'm just mad because you get to have a really, or not even mad, I'm just jealous because you get to have a cool experience that I don't get to have. And, like, that's okay. That doesn't make me a bad person. I didn't even try. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm also, I also am feeling Mm -hmm. not guilty, but I'm not going with any of the people that I was, like, coordinating to try to get tickets with. Which is a weird feeling, I think. Yeah, like, this is a different group. But I was really clear with them from the beginning Mm -hmm. that I have different groups of friends trying to get tickets. So. Like, from the beginning, Emily was like, we are a group of three. We're going to mm-hmm. try to get four tickets. Yeah. So if you want to go, like, that's an option for you. Mm-hmm. Like, hope is not lost with, like, the oh, like no. other people I've been talking to. But, mm-hmm. like, I have a I have a group chat going today of <laughs> friends out in Toronto. Uh, yeah. And we all got waitlisted. So yesterday, 
with the three different groups of people that I could potentially get tickets with, mm-hmm. there were two pre-sale codes between, like, 15 Ticketmaster accounts. Yeah. Because people were getting their parents to sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, people, like, who have multiple emails were signing both up. Yeah. Which apparently actually makes everyone's odds worse. Yeah, I think um, I saw that on TikTok, <laughs> actually. Yeah. So 31 million people signed up for the pre-sales <sighs> for the six dates in Toronto. That is pretty much the population of Canada and oh those are not God. all Canadians no they're not and like which my, is fine my yeah oh yeah it's totally fine and it's like the same thing is like my dad my dad plays the lottery religiously and we actually have had people in our family this is a whole other story but I have a psychic aunt who won the lottery multiple times wow. and yeah crazy and like my dad was always like People in our family would make fun of him for, like, buying tickets for the lottery. They're like, you're never going to win. Like, the odds aren't there. And his thing was always like, well, you can't win if you don't play. Like, you can't have an experience if you don't, like, try to have that experience. I keep having to remind myself that, like, I am jealous, but it's, like, a good jealous. It's a, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you, and I wish I was going with you. But also, like, how much effort did I put into having this experience? Almost zero. That being said, if Taylor Swift, Miss Swift, if you are listening to this, I implore you to please have a show closer to Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. Because my God, I want to know like, what you're going to spend. To Calgary, I drive to Vancouver. I would totally go. I think a... Winnipeg Stadium oh. is even big enough. Like Western Canada exists. I Musicians, know. <laughs> if any musician out there that lives in the U.S. is listening oh. to this, yeah, <laughs> tour Canada. We're pretty fun. You know, I think it. Having this experience today, it reminded me of so many other times in my life where I have felt jealous. And I think everybody relates to, like, that experience of seeing somebody else get to do something or get to have something. And, like, that feeling of feeling left out and, like, you know, not having that. But to me, it's such a good lesson in, like, well, the only reason you're feeling jealous is because that experience resonates with you in some way so Mm -hmm. instead of like being envious that another person has to have it what if we all just recognize that that resonated and then decided okay the next time an opportunity or something like that comes my way I'm going to be a little more serious about going after it and I kind of think of jealousy as like okay it's not my turn yet yes I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of the word yet yeah I did that to my students (laughs) all the time they'd say something like I don't know how to do this I'm like Yet. Yet. Yes. To the point where they started mimicking me, which is mm-hmm. fine. If that is the legacy I left for some of those kids. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I hope they probably didn't stick with it when it was no longer fun to repeat it back to me. But mm. maybe maybe <laughs> for one person out there, it did. Yeah. But I think those feelings of jealousy, mm-hmm. it's also okay to feel them. But it also, I think sometimes it depends how you express them. Yeah. Because I wasn't looking at my phone directly when you were going through your emotional <laughs> I, I went through a whole thing. So <laughs> I saw the like the whole thread at once where it was like um Lisa Wait, let being me get excited. my phone. Let me get my phone so I we can should really share the it. actual screenshot of we this. Should. But oh it was like God. you being excited and being I'm really happy for you. I read that all at once. Whereas <laughs> from your end it started with First text, you are kidding. Second text, and this is in all caps, by the yeah. way. Kelly, I'm so jealous. Oh my god. Then third text, all lowercase, I'm obviously so happy for you. Fourth text, all caps, but so jealous. (laughs) Jealousy is normal, Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of, like, different ways that it shows up. Because there's some cases where, like, Mm -hmm. I'll see an acquaintance on a cool trip or Mm -hmm. at, like, a a very cool concert Mm -hmm. on 
Instagram, mm-hmm. usually. And sometimes I'm like, oh, dang, I didn't even know there were tickets. Or like, wow, I didn't even think to plan something like yeah. this. Yeah. So I like to think of, like, social media is a curated feed. Oh, it um, absolutely it's, is. It's, it's um, But I'm like, I'd like to think of Instagram as like Pinterest something. So scrolling the yeah. feed is like getting inspiration. Yes. And that's then so nice. it's like can be used towards goal setting. So I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that looks fun. Mm-hmm. And I can do that too. Eventually. Yeah. I feel like so, like so much of the time we tell ourselves, and this is going back to you saying like that yet thing to your mm-hmm. students. I feel like the reason we get jealous is because we feel like we aren't capable of doing something. Mm-hmm. When like the reality is like, yes, you, you literally can do whatever the fuck you want. I yeah. don't know if you know this or like the person listening to this. I don't know if you know this, but like there are literally almost no rules for like what you want to do in life. As no. long as you aren't hurting someone or being a dick. Like, you're good. Go after what you want to do. What What is a defining moment in your life where you felt really jealous of someone? Oh, yeah. this is a summer camp story. Uh, Kelly, you've <laughs> talked about summer camp every episode which of is, season two. Which is hilarious because it was, like, literally 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> do it. Let's stick with it. It's working. But, yeah, so I had an opportunity apply, to apply to be the camp lifeguard. Yeah. And at the time I applied, they didn't have a female lifeguard mm-hmm. in line for the summer. Yeah. I'm 19 years old. I think that means I am a shoe-in. Um, yeah. So I I uh, apply. I quit my summer job. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> and then I don't get it. Oh, And no. I found out I was oh. checking my phone while I was on break mm-hmm. at my existing lifeguard job <laughs> and just cried. Because I think that was the first time I actually, like, faced rejection. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Like before then, Mm -hmm. I think I'd gotten every job I applied for because, yeah, yeah, every job I'd done at that age, I'd been a volunteer before I applied for the job. Right. So you already had like firsthand experience doing exactly what they wanted you to do. So it was like a natural step up to like, hey, let's start paying this girl. Like I volunteered at the place I got hired at. Wow. (laughs) I mean, smart. Yeah. So they all knew me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then... Two days later, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, figuring out if I need to, like, beg for my summer job back. <laughs> Two days later, they call, and they were like, oh, like, this fell through. Can you oh, be out here nice. next week? Oh, holy shit. So my mom, sister, and grandma yeah. drive me out to middle of nowhere, Alberta, mm-hmm. in a snowstorm at the end of April <laughs> to drop <What>? me off. <laughs> oh, and actually, so they hadn't actually even offered me the same position. They were like, we don't have someone to run the climbing wall this summer. Like, we have oh, a guy, but not a girl. Right. We'll train you. So would you be comfortable doing that? So I was like, Whoa. yeah, I get there. Mm-hmm. And at some point during the drive out, the lifeguard had also fallen through. So I get to camp <gasps> and I'm actually like doing the role that yeah. I originally applied for. Oh, wow. So it all worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then two weeks later... Um, my friend got to go to the climbing training that I would have gone to. Oh, was climbing better than lifeguarding? It was with my camp crush. No! No! Yeah. Oh my god, I'm hurting for you. And right he's now. not even like on the, like, he's not even one that got away category because like nothing ever happened. <laughs> it was just out there. But I was like, that would have been a really good bonding experience. And Damn. you're, it was at a high ropes course, mm-hmm. which would have been just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You're practicing rescues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so jealous about it. And I think I talked to, 
I talked to it about it with someone. I don't think like in the moment, but like yeah. later, probably mm-hmm. when I was home for the summer from the summer. Yeah. And someone was like, "Aren't you scared of falling?" And I was like, huh. "Yeah, like I'm not scared <laughs> of heights, but like I don't rappelling is yeah. way scarier for me than climbing." Yeah. Like if I climb up and come down in the same harness, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. If I have to like walk myself over the ledge and mm-hmm. drop, it's going to be a different story. Oh, my Same God. Same thing. Like, skydiving, mm-hmm. I didn't do any of the work, so it was doable. I hated it, but I did it. Yeah. Whereas bungee jumping, the first time I ever went, mm-hmm. they counted me down seven times. Oh, <laughs> so I, know, I, would have had, I probably would have had a terrible time and cried. Yeah. But the experience on paper sounded cool. Yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, enough time has passed now where mm-hmm. I can be, like, Everything worked out the way it was meant to. Mm-hmm. I got to spend the summer lifeguarding outside yeah. with a pink Disney princess flutterboard. Yes. Oh, we've I, seen that picture. From the lost and found. Yes. we <laughs> And that's totally on our Instagram, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. But still in that moment, I was like, I'm so excited for this cool thing that my friend gets to do. But also. And to be fair, I was, <laughs> I was doing other cool stuff yeah. at yeah. the same time. But mm-hmm. there's just, there's so much you can do in life. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to do the same things as everyone else. Yeah. But it kind of reminded me of the importance of setting your own priorities and boundaries for yourself. Yeah. So making sure that you're not just like chasing Mm -hmm. what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. and actually being like, okay, is this what I want to do? Or Mm -hmm. do I feel like I need to like follow what I'm seeing? Yeah. Because if I get targeted with a bunch of ads to a certain place, Mm -hmm. like the more ads I see, probably the higher that's going to get bumped up on my list. But if I sat down and researched a bunch of places, I might rank it entirely differently. You talking about Instagram mm-hmm. is reminding me. So I had a whole other anecdote to talk about. Mm-hmm. But you just, <laughs> this is so cringe. So nobody laugh at me. Um, the other day, I was like scrolling through Instagram. And I was like, who is this girl on my Instagram? And every time I see her, I always have like a half second where I would like, think that's me for a moment like we look super similar same like hobbies same like vibe and I was like who who the fuck is this girl like how do I know this girl and I like clicked on her profile was looking at all the people that followed her and I realized it was all like my my exes from like forever ago's friends and I was just like okay this is really weird but like I don't know this girl and I had a whole recovered memory of like this whole saga so my ex and I broke up. This was, like, my high school, like, college boyfriend, the terrible one I always talk about. And, like, I had gotten a job in the mountains, which, like, was a bit of a fuck you to him because mm-hmm. he had always talked about that's what he wanted to do. And an opportunity came up for me right before I graduated. So I, like, hopped on it right away. Mm-hmm. And then right after I moved out to – I was in more, like, the Kananaskis region. And I found out after I moved that he had gotten a job near, like, Jasper. And I was just like, oh, I see you're copying me, even though I was copying him. (laughs) And like one day, one of my friends, she came to visit me and she was kind of like up for the drama. And Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, have you talked to him at all? And I was like, no, like we don't really have cell service. So like, how would I do it? I would have to go to Jasper. And she was just like, we should go to Jasper. (laughs) And I was like, that's a terrible idea. I am in. So we like drove all the way to like where he was working just outside of Jasper. And like, it was actually a really fun trip. Like we ended up like hanging out with him. It was like a little weird to like see him so soon, like Mm -hmm. after breaking up. And I hadn't really like 
process like that it was done even though like I was I was really sleeping with other people like there was nobody out there and I was still finding people to have sex with it was like <laughs> a little impressive but like I went out I'm there clapping quietly yes so thank I you thank you the applause <laughs> everyone needs to go through this phase so I remember I like went to see if him. they want to yes yes if they want to so we went out to see him we had a really fun day we did some hikes we like went canoeing on this like awesome lake and the plan was we were going to basically just stay there until like the evening and then drive back and I remember like every all his like friends and everything were working that day and uh we didn't really get to see them till like dinner time and like party time basically so we're like all hanging out around the fire and I just remember like seeing this girl walk in and I had the same feeling looking at her in person as I did like all these years later finding her Instagram again and I just remember being like that girl looks so much like me, like same stature. We dress like very similar. She's a blonde too, like very similar personalities. And I remember she like came over and like sat down right next to my ex-boyfriend. And I was just like, okay, it, it is weird when someone you've had, yeah, whether it's a flinger relationship, dates if, someone exactly if, like you. And especially because usually you're seeing this on social media. So you don't know anything about this person's personality or character or Mm -hmm. interests. But, like, if there is a physical feature that's similar, it feels a little weird. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, it was so similar to the point where I, like, I remember I just took, like, to the bathroom. And I was, like, he literally fucking replaced me. Like, immediately just found another Lisa. And I was, like, spitting mad. And she was, like well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do about it right now? God bless her. She's so fun, but encourages nothing but bad behavior. Um, and I was just like, I was like, I want to see like what the vibe is. And what freaked me out is they had like the same sort of dynamic. And I remember oh. being like, how do you have this with a person who you literally met a couple weeks ago? When, like, we were together for like five years and it really sent me just absolutely spiraling. And you know what Lisa does when she spirals? She drinks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, like, straight up went into, like, a full-on, like, jealous, like, fever dream. Like, just while drinking. Like, I was just sitting there absolutely seething. And then, like, how do you want to play this? Do you want to be the cool girl? Do you want to cause a scene? Do you want to do whatever? And my thing was, I just, like, immediately was like, I'm best friends with this girl. I have decided I'm best friends with her. And, like, I was doing it deliberately to, like, piss off my ex-boyfriend. And I remember, like, we had some cell service there. So I was like, I'm going to follow you on Instagram right now. And it was, like, humiliating because, of course, I found her profile, like, the other day. And I'm, like, going through being like, why? You still follow her? (laughs) Still follow her. How many years has it been? Like, six years later. (laughs) But she doesn't post a ton. Like, she's a super aloof, like, super cool girl much like myself <laughs> and like I remember I would like went through all our old messages and being like why was I messaging this person so much fuck like the things we do when we're jealous and like the, when yeah. on our worst behavior it was like yeah I'm not really proud of that I have a feeling she was like who the fuck is this person but she also knew exactly what I was doing I was like marking territory and also trying to piss off my ex which I will say it worked <laughs> did you when you notice this did you unfollow her yet or do you feel like continuing to follow her is your like last stand <laughs> I didn't unfollow her because like over the years like she has posted some like really cool things and I mm. actually think she's a genuinely like cool and interesting person and like I never felt anything really malicious towards her. It was more so, like, that thing of, like, I'm jealous, so I'm going to keep an eye on this. But, like, 
Well, <laughs> and I think in this case, just having heard other stories about this ex, yeah. were you jealous or did you know the red flags? I knew the red flags him? because he had been, like, full disclosure, he had been, like, cheating on me, but in, like, a weird, like, no, you're fine with this way. In that the whole... gaslighting you into thinking it was your idea? Kelly, he downloaded Tinder, and when I found it on his phone, and when a couple of my friends were like, yeah, like, he's on Tinder. Like, are you aware of this? Do you have an open relationship? Like, what's going on? I confronted him about it, and he was like, oh, I'm just on there to make friends. (laughs) Who believes that, Kelly? That's that's not a thing on Tinder. No. Like, Bumble BFF? Yes. Maybe. But, like, what man downloads Bumble BFF to make friends? A very enlightened one, which was not this man. Yeah, if there is a man listening to this podcast that has downloaded Bumble BFF. Right in. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Yeah, tell us how it's going. (laughs) But, yeah, I just, like, thinking back on my life, and I, like, full disclosure, I grew up without a lot of money. Like, Mm -hmm. I have spent a lot of my time, especially in my childhood, being envious of people who, you know, got to go on vacations every summer who got to have the latest iPhone whenever it came out. You know, like, I spent a lot of time being really envious, but I think, like, the older I've gotten, the more I've kind of realized that, like, jealousy is really just the opposite of gratitude. And I think the only reason we feel jealous is when we fall for this this kind of narrative that old capitalism ingrains in our head, that there's not enough of the good stuff to go around. So, like, you have to be in a scarcity mindset, and you have to, like take from other people to get your own when really like having that mindset is just refusing to acknowledge that like there's so much value in having different experiences and having kind of outcomes that are different from other people like even looking back on my childhood and how difficult it was to not always be financially comfortable as a family I really don't think I would trade it for anything in the world because that that makes me so special Kelly (laughs) and it teaches you a lot of skills like a lot earlier than my other yep. people might learn them. Mm-hmm. I've had some really cool conversations with friends like the last couple years, like now that we're older, mm-hmm. where, yeah, like I had, the high school I went to was massive. So there was yeah. a wide range of people from like mm-hmm. all different kind of backgrounds and family situations. And I think there was this idea because our parents are mostly from the keeping up with the Joneses generation. Mm-hmm. So when we were younger, yeah. we were taught not to share anything. To compete. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also not to share anything that was difficult. Yes. Very, you never wanted to acknowledge that, like, even, like, my family, we were very stuck in the loop of trying to keep up with the next-door neighbors, especially, like, you know, we lived in a very affluent neighborhood, and we were, like, house poor for most of my childhood. But it was always, like, you know, high value on what things looked like from the outside instead of just you know, acknowledging the reality of what was going on and appreciating the reality of what's going on. Like, not to brag, but I can budget like a motherfucker right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I, which, thank God, I can. I would not have survived (laughs) my early 20s if I couldn't. And I had, like, one of the conversations with a friend that stuck out was just the fact that, um, like, I talk about, like, I volunteered my way into my lifeguarding and, like, teaching swimming lessons. I volunteered my way into that. And then also when I got the zoo job, Mm -hmm. I'd been a volunteer there back in high school. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led me into that. And this friend gently was like, not everyone has the privilege of working for free. Yeah, Like, that is not a sustainable or that's just not an available option for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's 
hard to give those reality checks to people because yeah. you have to share a part of yourself that you've been taught to be embarrassed about. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But then I also, like, I was just not an observant kid. Like, I just assumed, like, everyone was living the same life. That's how every every kid is. I'm mm-hmm. sure you were perfectly observant. It's just, yeah, you assume everybody grows up the same way you did. Yeah, you and know? I think I was trusting everything people were sh- choosing to share at face value as well. Yeah. So I was missing a lot of the clues. Yeah. Which, honestly, I don't think you need to spend a lot of time analyzing Easter eggs unless you're looking at Taylor Swift posts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that for that, very important. But, yeah. you know, I just think... I think it's so easy to kind of fall into that that trap of comparing yourself to other people. And like I fell into it pretty recently. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure I've talked about like my experience at my last job on the podcast a bazillion times, but like how it kind of ended was I I decided to like leave the job for my own mental health sake and I had a couple other opportunities come up that I really wanted to pursue and how it worked out is like Carrie left and then I came in to kind of take over her job for her and like work that job and when she came back it was kind of like they put us in this really weird like who who has the job nobody really knows why don't you work really hard and we'll see who gets it so they kind of like pit us against each other but they weren't really relying on the fact that like Carrie and I are literally like the same person and both of friends yeah we like (laughs) you talk to each other we literally talked on the phone for five hours out of every work day like I would call her she would call me and we would we became really close really quickly and both of us realized like what was happening and disclosed it with each other like she shared Mm -hmm. her experiences with me and like I don't want you to feel weird but I'm getting this vibe and then I was like no Carrie I need to tell you because the same thing is happening to me and how it ended up shaking out is like I took I decided to leave the job and I you know I want to pursue other stuff and I really encouraged Carrie because I was like you know we have a new director starting you're the only member of the marketing department you need more support like why don't you leverage this into getting a promotion getting like an expansion for the team and like generally improving the quality of your work life and like once I left she was able to do that. So she got a really great promotion, a hell of a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Um, she got, like, added support. She got a nicer office. She, like, basically had them, like, on the ropes, for lack of a better term. What happened with me is I had some opportunities not pan out. And I had a lot of things that I thought would work out that didn't. And it was really, I went through this whole thing where, like, watching Carrie and, like, still talking to Carrie because we're friends and, like, hearing how great things are going for her. I had, like, a huge tidal wave of jealousy wash over me. And I was just like, that could have been me. If I had just stayed and fought a little harder, like I know that could have been me and it was supposed to be me. And then I ended up, it's so funny. Again, I say this every episode. It's funny we're talking about this today because I actually ended up talking to Carrie today. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting her help um, being a reference for a job that I'm, fingers crossed, will pan out, but neither here nor there we'll talk about that later Mm -hmm. um so I was chatting with her she let me know that like the reference called her blah 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 and I like said to her like you know I really appreciate just our friendship and being able to have this kind of dynamic and like I'm so sorry we didn't 
get to work together longer. Like, that's something I kind of regret. And I disclosed to her, like, honestly, these opportunities didn't pan out for me. And I've been feeling really down the dumps lately. And I'm having a lot of imposter syndrome. And she sent me this, like, absolutely wonderful message that was basically, like, it was the cheer on that I needed. Like, I needed somebody to cheer for me. And she really cheered for me. I don't need to be, like, a dog, like, resource guarding every good little thing that happens to me. Like, it's okay. Like, good stuff is going to come no matter what. You just have to stay in that headspace. And I forget where I was going with this, but it was no, really I nice. Think, <laughs> I think that makes sense because we've talked, we've mentioned multiple times now that jealousy, jealousy in itself can be a positive thing because it can mm. motivate you to work towards a goal or mm-hmm. come up with a plan or just shake things up. Yeah. I was thinking about that during your story about going to Jasper, too, and I couldn't help but thinking, especially when you're trying to get over someone, yeah. there's kind of two ways that, like, jealousy can play in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. There's a farmer walking past us. There is a full farmer. In pretty much the same outfit I'm wearing right now. Kelly, if you had a hat on, you would be wearing the same thing. There, guys, there's, like, a 60-something-year-old farmer him and Kelly are wearing almost the exact same shirt. He's also wearing dark wash jeans. Yeah. If you were to, to be hat fair, I'm wearing head. jeans, sneakers, and a plaid shirt in yeah. Alberta. Yeah. But like the colors were even pretty similar. Like Kelly, your shirt is like purple, a little bit of yellow, some green. Pretty much podcast colors. It is our podcast That's colors. Wow. Oh my gosh. We should. We picked my favorite colors as our podcast colors. <laughs> Wait, we picked my favorite colors. Yeah. Aww, oh my God. Okay. I think we both did that on purpose. <laughs> okay. We just dilly dally the hell out of this yeah what okay. were you saying so what I was thinking <laughs> is and I feel like this comes into play a lot when mm. at the end of a relationship or fling yeah when you see two things mm-hmm. you see people go dark on social media yeah and then all of a sudden there's this usually retroactive post of something amazingly cool they've done yeah where they've chosen to just go out and live their best life I love it and then they share it on their terms mm-hmm. because they're living a life that others can be jealous of, but their goal is to live their life. Yeah. Versus there's the flip side mm-hmm. when you're, and for me, it showed up as like going out a lot, mm-hmm. getting dressed up. Yeah. It would be mirror selfies mm-hmm. and posting constantly about how much fun I was having. Yes. And always. then obsessively checking who was watching my stories. Yes. And I and I do that too. I always feel like I can tell when I'm not doing super great mm-hmm. mentally or like something's kind of wrong because all of a sudden I'll be posting a lot more because I feel like I need the dopamine hit of people liking my story, people liking my posts, people commenting, like messaging me about stuff. And like So please, everyone, consider it a red flag if I start Mm -hmm. posting, like, way more than usual. But, yeah, you saying that about the Jasper trip, I am actually remembering now going and seeing, like, how easily he had replaced me with, like, a lookalike. It really, like, it pushed me into basically actually sleeping with the person I really wanted to sleep with that summer, which was... A really sexy Norwegian guy. Like, full. Oh, he was hot. He was weird. But he used to love watching me do my makeup in the morning. Which, ladies, I cannot tell you how sexy that is. I can't explain it. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm, like, hot and bothered. Okay, we gotta, we gotta change the topic. What? Okay, when you're jealous, how do you stop being jealous? Can you stop being jealous once you start? I think you just have to focus 
your attention into like other areas. So mm. if you're doing something, mm-hmm. make sure you're doing it because you're having fun and enjoying it, not yeah. just to be seen. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think part of what helped with like kind of like my for me, it's like when jealousy combines with insecurity, that's yeah. when it gets bad. Mm. So the close friends feature on Instagram <laughs> was actually a game changer for me because yeah. I started posting content to the people that I actually cared about. Yeah, and then it was performing for yeah, everyone. And then it was like a curated list. I got a lot less serious about what I was posting because of that because mm-hmm. I knew it was going to like a more limited, yeah. caring audience. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, I I actually don't check who watches my stories anymore. And I haven't. Oh, gross. In like, it's been, like, probably over a year. Whoa. I admire you so I want to say more than that, but probably not. I'm really bad for if I repost a meme, <laughs> I need to see who's seen it. <laughs> and, and, like, mentally be like, well, they judge me for posting this meme. But most of my memes are about, like spirituality and self-worth and like growth so yeah again I think I might be performing like (laughs) I think so like I don't entirely avoid it like Mm -hmm. I'll check and see who hearted it Mm -hmm. because the way that the notifications come through like yeah I never see my Instagram notifications one by one I have it all turned off I know you're smart so I scroll to the hearts and then I stop and like move on. Yeah. So I don't scroll to the bottom anymore looking for certain names. I'm also just don't have any names that I'm looking for at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So my therapist and I, so I've been on a long journey to undo like how I feel about jealousy and how jealousy mm-hmm. manifests within me because before it would be like, Whenever I was jealous, it was, like, the only way to combat it was, like, bad behavior, performative behavior, problematic behavior. And, like, that's just not who I want to be anymore. I think part of that has to do with, like, saying goodbye to, like, drinking every single night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And part of it, too, just has to come with, like, growing up. So my therapist has me practice, like, what we call, like, reality checks. So, like... I did have some kind of jealous issues in me and John's relationship during the pandemic because he like I was really isolating because I was also taking care of my dad, who, if you guys don't know, my dad has stage four prostate cancer. So the pandemic was really boring for our family because none Mm -hmm. of us were going out and doing anything. Mm -hmm. But John's a paramedic. So he ended up making a bunch of like he started working a steady platoon and he made a bunch of friends and those friends because they were already like out and like masked up they would still like socialize on the job and he would like make friends and I was really like I was also stuck at a point where I wasn't making new friends I was actively losing friends because of an ongoing like thing with alcohol and with general pandemic stuff so when he came home and had all these like really funny stories from work to tell and like new people he had met and like people he was like he was dropping names that were like girls names and I was like oh my god like it's gonna happen again he's gonna cheat on me like full not John, John, no John, John is, has not John does not ha- have it in him <laughs> to do that to another person but it kind of made like sat me back to this place of like really deep insecurity and when I was talking about it with my therapist she's like yeah but like all these feelings you have those are from an old reality that, like, does not exist anymore. It's projecting. It's projecting. And she's, like, reality check. Like, look at your reality and your perspective of John as you know him. Like, is he doing this to hurt you? Is he doing this to make you jealous? Is he doing this to, like, sleep with another person? Could you actually see that happening? And every single time it was, like, 
well, no, like he's, he's just making friends at work and like being a normal human being during a very abnormal time. So like having this concept of like, whenever I do feel jealous, like with, with Carrie's situation, doing so well at work when I'm not doing so well in my professional life, reality check is her success in any way, like diminishing or elevating me. No. Does it matter then? No. Like just having those little moments of like, I don't know, self-reflection and being able to like critically look at my own feelings has been such a relief for me. It's like undoing like all the nasty little thoughts in your head. It's been so helpful. I don't know if I'm explaining it very no, well. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You, I zoned out for a second because Thank I you. was thinking internally. <laughs> no, no, because you saw my eyes <laughs> I know. Like, on focus. It's, like, hmm. it's because I was like, wow, I just talked about all these like good habits that I have now. <laughs> and I was like, 10 years ago, my process of dealing with jealousy mm-hmm. was literally running away. Yeah. Because I thought Not I made... dealing. Like, I made a mistake at a house party where mm-hmm. I kissed a guy that was friends with the guy that I actually wanted to kiss. Oh, no. <laughs> Went to Thailand for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, classic, just, like, I don't want to deal with it, and I don't want to look at it because I'm not proud of it. Yeah, and then, like... It was kind of an extended mm-hmm. summer fling mm-hmm. at one point, but it when it became clear it wasn't going to work out, Yeah, it was not that long after that I ended up in France <laughs> on my study abroad semester. And that was also tied to, like, I had decided at the age of seven that I was going to be a veterinarian. So yeah. when I started university and, and like, had out. to let go of that, mm-hmm. it was tough. So then, yeah. yeah, spent all this time chasing opportunities. But, yeah, a lot of my biggest trips were because I, like, just needed I think changing your environment was sometimes the best way to shake up yeah um like any habits that you have Mm -hmm. at the same time I was also living at home and had had opportunities to work Mm -hmm. summer jobs above minimum wage and my parents when I was younger yeah like supported my sister and I in getting certified to teach swimming lessons and to lifeguard Mm. so we I have never actually worked for minimum wage. I always had those opportunities. Oh <laughs> and that was something that, like, I, I knew through university that that was, like, something that I needed to be really grateful for and mm-hmm. appreciate. But at the same time, like, changing up your environment like that is not a feasible plan for a lot of people. Well, and... It's to, an easy way out. Yes. And to segue into kind of drawing the line here, I think it's important to... Like, recognize your coping mechanisms when you have them. And, like, also coping mechanisms, they're not morally good. They're not morally bad. They just are what they are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can engage in unhealthy coping mechanisms, like refusing to deal with it. Or we can try to engage in healthier ones, like giving yourself a reality check. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, it's important to kind of get to the root of why you're feeling those feelings because I feel like once you understand it logically it takes away its power over Mm -hmm. you it takes away that jealous feeling and you know if you are somebody who struggles with jealousy I think it's important to remember it doesn't make you a bad person to feel that way everybody feels that way everybody feels left out or less than at one point in life just remember that like there's so much value in what you've been through Mm -hmm. and the experiences that you do get to have and like Be thankful for what you get because that's what makes you who you are. And also be thankful for what you miss out on because we all aren't meant to do everything. Mm -hmm. If we we were meant to do everything, do you realize how tired we would be? Yeah. I also think the important thing sometimes is not to think about what you're doing because that's when those comparisons to other people can come in where Mm -hmm. you're stacking up those milestones to see how things are lining up. But just figuring out why you're doing things and 
coming back to kind of like Mm -hmm. your motivations, your values and going from there. Because even if you're not yet doing Mm -hmm. what you want to be doing, if you're working on something that is going to get you there, I think that's still really important. There's this really amazing quote and I can't can't really remember it so bear bear with me life is is not a race it is a long run and in the end the only competition is with yourself yeah yeah um really quick what's your rosebud and thorn this week okay well rose is (laughs) heiress tour tickets i think bud was just i've had opportunities to have like family around lots recently mm-hmm. and that's been been nice because mm-hmm. it's people that don't live in the city so it's always nice to kind of like connect and see face to face because I don't think you get to see growth in no. long distance like relationships mm-hmm. and then it just like seems it takes more for your perspective to shift when you're mostly seeing someone on social media yeah and then when they're in front of you face to face it can be really cool to like kind of like reevaluate <laughs> you're like oh man you're different like, yeah. but, like, good, different. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. That's been nice. And then Thorn, I overbooked myself aggressively for this Kelly. weekend. <laughs> because I accidentally signed up for golf lessons and Folk Fest. And I didn't oh look God. at the dates <laughs> until it was much too late for either one. I mean. So I took Friday off proactively, yes. which will be good. Smarty. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like some, yeah, there's a lot of like very fine-tuned planning going into this yeah um mostly to get through like Thursday and Friday (laughs) so Saturday and Sunday are going to be like a lot more laid back Mm -hmm. but there's just like a lot going on and I don't have room for anything to be sloppy (laughs) so I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself well in between that pressure please remember to have fun Mm -hmm. as well because that's the whole reason why you're doing it and if it's not fun something needs to go yeah. It might be golf lessons yeah. because Folk Fest in Edmonton is a big deal and yeah. you should enjoy it. And I'm not complaining about any of this because I did this to myself and I'm honestly excited for everything. I did get lucky. The mm. major conflict night where I was excited to go to golf lessons mm. happens to be the Friday night lineup where there are only three performers and I don't know any of them. Oh, perfect. So then. the universe is on my side. So I'm really just kind of leaning into mm-hmm. everything working out. But also I think my goal is not to be disappointed in myself for not being able to do everything. I think that's a really good goal. And I think it's really cool that you said the universe is always on our side, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to my thorn. So guys, I've been super sick the last little bit like this all kind of started a couple weeks ago when I got a really bad cold and I just never really recovered from it Mm -hmm. and then on Saturday like we were out walking the dog and all of a sudden my vision went black and I like felt like I was gonna pass out I got crazy like sweats um or is it just you and Archie or was someone with you John was with us thank god so John actually had to like help me back into the house and I was like I don't know what's going on maybe I didn't eat enough and like so we're recording. It's Wednesday now. I have been so dizzy the last few days that I've been unable to even sit up. Like if I sit mm-hmm. up, I will get sick. And guys, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I tried to go vegetarian without really like altering for like the iron in my diet right before I got my period. <laughs> oh no! So I just I am so iron deficient right now, Kelly. Like 
John was like, I'm taking you to a hospital if you don't feel better on Wednesday. And I have taken like 10,000 iron supplements. I was texting you because we were mm-hmm. supposed to record on Sunday. And I was like, Kelly, like I Well, we were super going dizzy. to record on Monday, but the library right. was closed. The anyways. library was closed. It was a long <laughs> weekend. But I was just like, I think it's good that this is happening because like I have ringing in my ears. I'm super dizzy. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, I fell down while walking the dog and I had to get one of our neighbors to help me home because I was still trying to maintain my regular life like a fool. But we mm-hmm. ended up figuring out I've been super like iron deficient the last little bit so we got that on on lock so things are gonna get better um still don't feel great I almost (laughs) fainted a couple times while recording this (laughs) but I held it together for the sake of the show um my bud and I drove us yeah and you drove us you can sleep on the way home if you (laughs) can lie down fully um my bud is I do have a new job on the horizon I haven't gotten it yet but it's the first time I felt really good about what I might be doing for work and it feels really in line with like who I am and what is important to me so I'm really excited about that and now you know what you want yes so fingers crossed for me everybody send some good energy my way and my rose is because I've been dealing with kind of health issues the last few days I am Kelly five days fully sober no alcohol no marijuana and that's the first time I've done that in about six years yeah yeah because I recently learned the term California sober, where you yeah. don't drink alcohol, but you I'm do, California sober. You do everything else, which was yes. a, is a good starting point for a lot of people. It is. But, so okay. I feel really good about it because I never thought ever that I would be able to do that. Yeah. And I feel really, I don't, I'm not going to maintain it because it's not that important to me to, but it feels really good that that's, a, that's a possibility. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I feel, I feel really good. Okay. We got to draw the line. Yeah. Let's draw the line. Bye guys. Bad at Boundaries is a podcast created by Lisa Hennig and Kelly McGillis. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bad at Boundaries. Thanks for listening.